Welcome to part one of this five-day bonus series called Five Common Barriers to Building an Online Business. Now, in this series, we are going to talk through the most common mistakes and barriers that hold entrepreneurs back from building the six or seven figure business that they really want to have and that keep them from being able to make the impact on the world with their business that they are dreaming of. Each day, I'm going to be releasing a new episode at 6 a.m. Eastern Time for five days straight. I'm doing this daily bonus series to help promote the Bright Future Method workshop, which is going to be open for enrollment from Monday, September 21st through Thursday night, September 24th. I'll tell you more about that at the end of each episode. But for now, let's dive in to the first common barrier that holds entrepreneurs back from building the online business that they are dreaming of. Welcome to the Bright Entrepreneur Podcast with Jamie Swanson, the podcast for smart, transformation-driven entrepreneurs who believe that we are brighter together and can make our greatest impact on the world by building a movement of crazy loyal customers around our business instead of trying to do it all alone. We'll talk about how to grow your business with intention, simplicity, and by focusing on creating a brighter future for both your customers and the world. So let's make it brighter. Last weekend, I did something absolutely insane. It's wonderful, but it was crazy. I ran a 52-mile trail race through the woods on foot in one day. Yes, I said 52 miles. Yes, it's officially crazy. And that was my absolute first ultra marathon. And so now I can officially call myself an ultra marathoner. Now the bummer is the race was officially canceled because of COVID, but it's local to my area. So I did it anyways. And I learned so many things while running this race about growing a business. And just like I've used the Berkey to explain lots of business principles, I wanna tell you a little bit about this crazy 52 mile thing I did as kind of the backbone to this free bonus series that I'm doing about barriers to building your business. Now, I had always wanted to be a trail runner and an ultra marathoner. Like, okay, let me rephrase that. I didn't always want to be one, but I always admired people who did it and wished that I had it in me to do that. My husband has been an ultra marathoner for years now. In fact, he ran the exact race that I just did. And that was a big part of us deciding to move up into this area where we live right now. So that race holds a really dear spot in my heart. And there are so many times that I was crewing with the kids or waiting at the finish line and watching all of these runners come in thinking, man, I wish I could do that. I wish that I had it in me to train for something like that and do that. But the problem was I didn't love running, okay? I'm going to just be straight up honest, which I know might seem crazy, uh, but I've done two half marathons, I think about 10 years ago now. And I did not love them at all. I had a bunch of friends doing half marathons. And so I don't know, it just got in my head that I should do it too. It was a way for me to get back into shape. I don't like to exercise, generally speaking. And so running is kind of like my, my lazy way of getting really great exercise in a really short amount of time. I just didn't love it. I didn't love it at all. And so I trained and ran a half marathon. 
And I actually like the race itself. The energy of being with all the people was really amazing. So even though I didn't love the training, I had this base of fitness, so I decided to run a second one. But let me tell you, the second one was miserable. I mean, it was like sleeting. It was 40 degrees. It was blowing. It was raining, snowing. There wasn't enough aid station. It was it was awful. It was a road race. And at the end, I said, I will never run again. And I have to chuckle. Anytime I say I'm never going to do something, it always seems to come back to me and bite me in the butt. So I was, <laughs> I was convinced I would not be a runner. And I didn't run for a solid 10 years. And so after having my sixth baby, Olaf, yes, I have a son named Olaf, and it makes me giggle every single time. He's one of my little tiny Vikings. I knew that I wanted to get fit again. I mean, six babies is hard on a body. And I knew that if I tried to run, I just would not stay consistent. And so I knew that I needed to find something that I really loved and would enjoy doing. I actually got into cross-country skiing, which was super fun for me. And for whatever reason, doesn't feel like exercise. Maybe because I don't go very fast, but I can go far and I love it. And it gave me a lot of energy. So I started doing a lot of cross-country skiing, but then summer came. So I got myself roller skis, started doing that. And I spent a summer, basically I spent an entire year either skiing or roller skiing, which was super awesome. And then we went hiking out in Sedona. We were there for a vacation with our family for Christmas, and we are hiking in Sedona, and I've been doing all this skiing, and obviously there's no snow in Sedona, and I really loved being on the trails around like Chimney Rock, and I think it's Chimney Rock, or Cathedral Rock. I'm probably butchering the names. They're not in front of me. I'm digressing a little bit, but bear with me. (laughs) But we are hiking around these beautiful red rocks, and I found myself kind of running a little bit up and down. And I'm like, this is kind of fun because it had been so many years of being pregnant or nursing where I had zero energy. And I found that doing all that skiing and all the training for that had built up this base where I was actually able to run for more than like five seconds and not stop. Like I could actually run for a good 15, 20 seconds and not feel bad about it. I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun. And my husband goes, well, maybe you're a trail runner. And I'm like, no, I am not a runner. I hate running. I just have a little bit of fun going up and down these little hills here. You know, they were just like little, little gentle rolling things that were kind of fun. I'm like, I'm not a runner. I've tried that, been there, done that, hate running. This is just a little thing, whatever. Uh, That comment kind of stuck, but I didn't believe it. I, I genuinely was like, nope, not a runner. So when we started hiking in the woods and I love the woods, I was like, oh, maybe I should do some hiking once a week, maybe twice a week to help with some elevation training so that when I ski the Berkey, which is that crazy long ski race that I do in February, um, I'll get a better time because there's a lot of hills. And so if I could do some of that elevation training during the summer when I was out on the hiking trails, I knew that would eventually translate into better times in the winter. And I'm kind of competitive. So even though I'm not racing it, I want to get better each year, right? So I started doing a little hiking and I fell in love with the woods. I fell in love with the woods. And at first, my goal was just to get to this cliff. That's my absolute favorite place on the whole trail without stopping to rest. I mean, just walking. I wasn't running. I was just, I mean, it's just a lot of elevation. I was not used to hiking in crazy rugged conditions like that. 
it was equivalent to about um, 70 sets of stairs to get up to this cliff that I like to go to, 7-0. So it was a decent amount of elevation, and I often had to stop and rest on my way up. My goal was by the end of summer, I wanted to be able to get to the cliff without stopping to rest. Well, that happened in like three weeks. <laughs> Apparently, our bodies adjust really fast when we do something consistently, and I found myself on the way back down starting to run a little bit. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? I'm enjoying this and I'm running, not a lot, but just a little bit. And it felt so good. And it was just like, who am I? I didn't even like know who I was. But after a few times of doing this and after running a little bit, and you know, it's downhill, so it's a lot easier than running up a hill. You know, part of me was like, I think I might actually be a trail runner. Like, this is crazy, but I really love this. And there was one day in particular where I ran almost all the way down. So like a, a mile and a half, like I said, mostly downhill. But I got to my car and I just knew, like inside of me, I'm like, I am a trail runner. Holy crap, I'm a trail runner. And it was a pivotal moment for me because I adopted that label of trail runner, but I was not the trail runners that, you know, did these ultra marathons or even could run anything except downhill, like even running on flat surface for any amount of time and I would wear out. And so I had a lot of insecurities. I'm like, well, I don't have any of the gear. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. I haven't done any of the races. And I felt a lot of imposter syndrome. Because I'm like, well, I'm not really a trail runner yet, but I think that I am a trail runner inside and I just need to become a trail runner. Like, I think I'm actually going to enjoy this process. So I was a trail runner in that I was at the very beginning and just starting, but there was still a lot that I had to learn and do and grow. And I basically had to do the running, right? I had to get out there and start hiking and running more and putting in the miles. And eventually, here I am, a year and a half later, after making that decision that I was a trail runner, I was able to run a 52-mile race through the woods on the trail, and I absolutely loved it. And I know that that's crazy, right? And you're probably like, what in the world? Why are you telling me this? What's the point? In order for me to become that trail runner who could do a 52-mile race, literally to go from being a trail runner to an ultra marathoner, I had to transform my thoughts, I had to transform my habits, and I had to transform my actions. I had to go through this huge personal shift, and it started with adopting that label of being a trail runner and then starting to act like a trail runner would. Getting out there, putting in the miles, changing my habits and actions is really exciting for me. So this brings me to the very first common barrier that I see with people who want to grow successful businesses and be those bright, successful entrepreneurs who really are crushing it in their business. And that first barrier that you need to overcome is imposter syndrome. Now we all go through this. Imposter syndrome is literally us just recognizing the gap between where we are now and who we want to become. Like you, you're just at the very beginning of the journey and you recognize that you have a long way to go. 
Now, for me, when I said, yeah, I'm a trail runner, you know, I, I didn't, but I definitely did not start by saying, oh, I want to be an ultra runner. I just said, oh, I, I'm a trail runner. I want to be out on the trails, whatever, and I'm just starting. But even there, I knew I couldn't even run all of the way or even most of the way. Most of it was hiking with just a little bit of running mixed in. And so I felt that imposter syndrome. There's a part of me that was like, I'm not a real trail runner yet. But as I put in the actions and put in the time and did more and more of it, I moved on that progression towards being a legitimate trail runner. And it's the same thing in our businesses. You start your business. You are doing online business. So you are a bright entrepreneur, but you know you have a long ways to go to meet the goals that you have for yourself. And so we have this sense of imposter syndrome. And if we're not careful, this can actually become a barrier to our growth. And let me explain how this shows up and why it's a barrier. Okay, so number one, if you deal with perfectionism, where you want to make sure that everything is perfect before you put it out there, this is probably your imposter syndrome that's showing its head because it's making you be afraid that if it isn't perfect, is it, if it isn't you know, the way it's supposed to be, it's not going to work the way it should and you're not really going to be seen as that bright entrepreneur that you know you can be, okay? It might also show up as self-sabotage. You may start to get a bunch of momentum, you might plan for a launch, but then something in you doesn't do the work that you know you need to do because there's that fear of putting ourselves out there and not living up to what we see as this, you know, image of a successful entrepreneur, the bright entrepreneur. Or maybe you always have something else you need to do first before you finally do the stuff that's going to move your business forward. So for example, this can show up with people who are always busy and don't have any time to do what they need to do in their business so they never actually launch. Um, You might keep busy doing all the non-essential stuff that actually isn't going to bring in sales like tweaking the colors on a landing page and looking for just the right image when really you just need to get it out there and launch your offer, right? Or if you've already had some level of success, maybe you're in the messy middle and that's where you're working hard, you're doing a bunch of stuff, but it just feels so slow and like you're not getting the momentum you need. And it's really hard to let go of anything because you feel like you need to do it all in order to be successful. Another way is that this shows up is if you're really afraid to fail and you really are insecure about sharing what you're doing, what your results are, because you don't want to be seen as a failure. You don't want others to judge you as not being the bright entrepreneur that you want to be. Another way that it shows up is in limiting beliefs. Limiting beliefs are a huge one, and they're, they're hard to see sometimes. Sometimes we need friends to point them out to us. But these are things that often keep us, they're basically our excuses for why we haven't been more successful so far or why we're not doing what we know inside we need to do. So, for example, I, in my old business, when I was teaching on, or photographers how to find entrepreneurs as clients, I had this awesome challenge called the 1K Weekend Challenge. And Facebook changed its algorithm and some of its rules. And so it broke the process that I was using for this challenge. And part of me said, ah, I've got to find a new way to launch. I've got to find something else to do because now that Facebook changed, I'm not going to be able to do that anymore. 
And it took me a long time to realize, oh, that's just a limiting belief. I can still use that same challenge. I just need to tweak a few different things and figure out how I can get around this change that happened. But I had been thinking, and it was really holding me back and keeping me stuck because I had been thinking, gosh, I've got to give that up now. I've got to do something new. And really, I was just afraid that I wouldn't be able to make it work, that these changes would hold me back. And I know it doesn't really sound like a limiting belief, but trust me on it, it was. And once I realized it, I'm like, oh, I, for some reason, have believed that I can't find a way to make it work otherwise. Um, Once I realized that, like I put my mind to it and I was like, oh, well, let's do it this way. So you have to reframe it as how can I do it despite this thing that gets in the way? So when you have excuses or, you know, maybe your market isn't the way you want it to be or whatever it is, all of these limiting beliefs are those things we tell ourselves that we believe are true and will hinder our growth and keep us from trying instead of us just saying, oh, well, that's true. How can I do this despite the fact that this is the case? Like it might actually be legitimate like Facebook actually changed what they, you know, one of its rules or algorithms or whatever it is. That was legitimately true, but I didn't need that to, like, the the part that was the limiting belief was that I couldn't use the same way of helping people to launch my business because of that. And it's like, oh, no, I can. I just need to alter it. And I have it in me to figure out how to alter it. It's small, but it's a great way to explain that limiting belief, Okay. And so I didn't actually didn't do the 1K weekend for like eight months or nine months. It took me that long to overcome and figure out, oh, I just need to find a way around and that I can still use this. Um, Another way this shows up is that we get stuck in learning mode and we don't move to doing mode or there's always something that needs to be done before we do a launch or before we actually sell our offers. So for example, oh, I've got to learn how to do this first or I've got to grow this big list first or whatever else. Let me tell you, from the queen of getting it out there without anything done, you do not need to have anything out there to start selling. You don't have to have a big audience. You don't even need to have a tiny audience to start selling. You've just got to be resourceful and you need to be willing to put it out there and uh, really, I mean, if you have to, start asking the people you know if they know somebody. You just have to Get it out there and start selling it. All of these things that people say are must-haves, yes, they're nice to have. It's absolutely good to have a list before you start selling, but you don't have to. And I'm proof of this. I've done this several times, even right now, as I am launching my Bright Future Method workshop. My list, my wait list is like 25 people. It's tiny, but I know that this is a good place to start. So what I'm going to be doing is going and reaching out to people personally. Instead of trying to do this big, crazy launch, it's super bare bones, but it's super personalized. So even though my my list is very small, that's actually beautiful because it means I can be very personal. So there's always positives to everything. And we, we think we need to do something a certain way when really there's always another way to move forward if we're not afraid of failure and of looking like an imposter, right? I could easily say, oh man, I've only got 25 people on my wait list, so... I'm not legitimate. Well, that's not true. I mean, I've had 120,000 people on an email list, whatever. Like, I know how to do this stuff. It's just when you're starting, you got to get that momentum going. So anyways, let's talk about how to overcome the imposter syndrome that we feel because it will keep us from doing the things that we want to do and getting results. If you're always feeling like an imposter, you're always acting in fear. It's going to hold you back in big ways. But it can be overcome. Number one, we need to take 
action that matters and not get stuck in busy work. And for example, when I was running, I needed to get out there and start running. Like I couldn't just read about it. I couldn't just think about it. I needed to go out there and do it. In the book Atomic Habits, oh gosh, I should have looked this up before I recorded this podcast, but here you go. Imperfect action is better than perfection, right? We're going to get her done. Um, In the book Atomic Habits, James Clear talks about the root word of identity. I can't remember the exact like breakdown of it, but it's basically small, consistent actions. It's like what we do over and over and over again is who we see ourselves as being. And so if we want to be the bright entrepreneur who has a successful online business, we need to be consistently taking actions that we know a bright entrepreneur would be taking. So you don't want to just stay busy. You actually want to have a very intentional plan that is customized for who you are and can help you get your clients' results, your customers' results, and also help you grow the business that you want to have. Now, this is what we're going to talk about tomorrow as a little spoiler alert. So if you don't know how to create a plan that actually works, you might know a bunch of little tactics, but if you don't know that big picture strategy, you're definitely going to want to come tomorrow. It'll drop at 6 a.m. Eastern time and listen to that episode because we're going to talk about what goes into creating a plan that actually helps you move towards your goals. You also need to take extreme ownership in your results and reframe the obstacles that you encounter from I can't do this to how can I do this despite these obstacles. Then you need to start acting like the bright entrepreneur you really want to be now This involves a lot of self-transformation. You can't just learn about what a bright entrepreneur is and does. You actually have to start doing it and become it. Like I could have read as many books as I wanted to on trail running, but I wouldn't be a trail runner until I actually started running. I absolutely would not be an ultra marathoner until I had achieved an ultra marathon on the trails. And that does involve a lot of self-transformation. A lot of times what has gotten you here will not get you to where you want to go. We have to continue to grow as leaders and transform into the people we need to become to run the business that we need to have. Now, here's the thing. I know you can do this. This is not something that's inaccessible to people. I know a lot of times when people start building their business, and maybe they get into that like one to $300,000 range, they get really stuck because they're doing, 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 and they're in that messy middle where they feel like they can't do anymore. So how can they ever grow? And they don't know how to scale and grow without it taking up more of their time. And so this is why having that clear and focused plan and strategy is so important. And we're going to talk a lot about that because you know that you're doing all the stuff. If you're in this messy middle, you've, and maybe you're not even at 100000 yet, but I most commonly see it from like one to $300,000 per year. But that's the point where people get so busy and it gets so messy and they're like, why am I not growing more? It's like you plateau a little bit and you feel overwhelmed because you're doing all the things and you're working all the time. And you just don't know how to move forward. 
And so we're going to talk about that later in this bonus series as well. So if that's you, if you are just overwhelmed with everything you're doing and you don't know how to continue growing your business and you're, you've kind of plateaued and the thought of doing more is so overwhelming, you don't even know if you want to grow, right? If that's you, know that you can get through this, you can do this, and it can get easier. It absolutely can get easier. And if you are newer in this entrepreneurial journey, know that this imposter syndrome does not have to last forever. As you take more actions and become more bold and actually do the things you need to do, which we'll talk about in the next episode of this bonus training, then you're going to start getting some momentum and move more and more towards becoming that bright entrepreneur that I know that you can become. This whole podcast is here to support you. I want you to know that I am on your side. I am in your corner cheering for you. It's part of why I've created the Bright Future Method Workshop. Now, this is my course that I told you is going to be open for enrollment Monday through Thursday, September 21st through September 24th, I think, through the night of September 24th. And if this is something you're interested in, I would encourage you to go to brightfuturemethod.com and learn more about it because it's going to help you know how to do all the things we're going to talk about later in this workshop. But like I said, it's not open until Monday. So if you're listening to this episode right after it was released, you'll have to wait until tomorrow. But in the meantime, here's what I want you to do. Number one, set a reminder on your phone each day from now through Thursday so that you can watch or listen to, not watch, we're not on video, but listen to the rest of this bonus series on the five common business barriers that are going to hold you back from the growth that you really want to have. This episode already covered barrier number one, which is imposter syndrome, and talked about all the different ways that you know, this shows up and different ways to overcome it. And it's all through taking action. Now, if you are ready to take action and get out of the messy middle and really start scaling your business and your impact in the world, and you truly care about your customers, you're not just in it for profit, but you're in it for purpose, which by the way, will keep you motivated and moving forward more effectively than anything else out there then I would love to invite you to be a part of the Bright Future Method workshop. We're going to be starting the workshop on September 28th, and it will run for eight weeks, and it's going to be amazing. I will tell you more about it over the next few bonus episodes. But until then, thank you for listening today. I'm so excited about the rest of these uh, barriers that I'm going to share with you in the next four episodes. I look forward to connecting with you on a daily basis If you have any questions, maybe you've been listening to the podcast for a while. I know, by the way, that this pitch is imperfect. I know that this podcast could be tighter. This is such a bare bones launch for me. I'm trying to make it as simple, as easy as possible because right now I'm newer in building this brand new business and I know things aren't as streamlined as normal. So what I have done in order to help get your questions answered is I have set up something called a Jamie Graham. So if you go to jamiegram.com, that's J-A-M-I-E-G-R-A-M.com, you can actually ask me whatever you want. You can send a little video or an audio or a text, and it goes right to my phone, and I will respond to you personally 
so that I can answer any of the questions you have about the Bright Future Method workshop that's coming up and help you know if this is going to be a good fit for you. So if you could go there and uh, ask any questions you have, I would love to help you see if this is something that can help you grow your business. And until then, have a great rest of your day, and I will see you tomorrow. Just remember, my friend, we are brighter together, and the world needs us. So let's go and make it brighter. Hey, real quick before you go, number one, if you thought this episode was helpful and you know somebody personally that would enjoy it, would you send them a link to it? That would be super awesome. But second, if you enjoyed it, I also have a private podcast just for my email subscribers that I think you would really love. Now you can listen to it on the same podcast player, just like you are this current podcast, but it's only accessible through a unique link that I will send to you via email. Now, this is the behind the scenes look at what I'm doing in my business. It's literally my thoughts about my business casually as I'm thinking about it. So it's not after I've done a bunch of stuff and I've distilled it down to a couple of points and I'm sharing, you know, just the highlights with you. Like this is the stuff in the moment that's working, that's not. Um, I have an episode in there that's all about the problems with my offer, I have things that I've been thinking about in terms of messaging and just all sorts of stuff that's going through my brain as I'm growing this business. And I'd love to share it with you. So if you would like to listen, all you need to do is go to gettheprivatepodcast.com, enter your name and your email, and I will send it right over to you. You'll get an email with a link that is yours. You can't share it with other people. It won't work for them, but it will work for you. And I know that you are going to love it. You just got to click the link, follow the podcast on your favorite podcast player, and away you go. You'll be automatically updated when there's new episodes. So hope to see you on the private podcast. Again, that is gettheprivatepodcast.com. And have a great day. Thanks for listening.